What's up, NBA fans? It is arguably maybe a part of the season that some people enjoy more so than the actual basketball being played. Uh, it's NBA free agency. There's no other sport in America that quite does it the way the NBA does. Other Others are trying to mimic it a little bit, but the NBA has sort of figured out how to create the one of the most dramatic periods in the entire year for for basketball fans despite there not being an actual basketball being bounced on any professional court at this time but nba free agency is never short of of drama and sometimes it's not always tied to the people who are actually the free agents and in this case we got the breaking news of durant requesting a trade uh so there's a huge top five player in the mix so we'll dive into that as well as the biggest winners and biggest losers so far for the first day of nba free agency um, but to start things off just wanted to call out 1.5 billion dollars worth of contracts were signed Oof. today jalen brunson headlining that anthony simmons bradley beal and luol dort man the the cinderella story getting his bag today Sean, you were on top of it since the morning. <laughs> you were looking forward to this day for weeks on end. Um, yeah, you. I got to hear your initial reaction. Here oh, to this man. Day. What a day it was, Alan. What a day. And I, I think what you were saying earlier about some people, you know, they, they kind of look more forward to this <laughs> than normal basketball days. I think I might be one of those people, honestly. Because, you know, I was thinking about it earlier, Alan, and I was like, what is this day like? compared to and i think it's like a trailer for a blockbuster movie you know mm -hmm. it's like i can't get excited for the blockbuster movie if i haven't seen the trailer first and so this really it's all just kind of sets the tone for like what we can get excited about and anticipate and speculate on what the next season of nba is going to look like and there's just so many possibilities with every new signing that comes up with every new trade that happens it's just it's so exciting man i just i love every bit of it i was way less productive today at work than i probably should have been because i was just thinking about so much nba stuff and you know kevin durant's to blame for that for sure i would i would have been productive <laughs> until 3 p.m but then man it was just a crazy day for nba fans and i just needed to know if anything was going to happen the second it happened and obviously we haven't seen anything yet come out of brooklyn but there's still been quite a bit of action around the league and I'm, I'm excited to jump into it. Yeah, I totally get it. It's sort of like, and a lot of times, like in your analogy, the trailer, you know, a lot of times you're more hyped about the trailer. Yeah, sometimes than the, the trailer is better movie. than the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hype behind the trailer. And then you watch the movie, you're like, oh, wow. I kind of want to go back to when I was excited to right. see the trailer and I saw the trailer. Yeah, because so the hyped. possibilities are endless um, right now. Like, you don't know how things are going to turn out. Like, any team could make a big move and, like, change the game. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's super exciting. Yeah, especially right now with when a guy like Durant requests a trade. You know, realistically, there are maybe, like, three places he could... <laughs> Four, maybe four. maybe four places he could fall into but then you just go through these rabbit holes of like well what if like you you found a way to pair up durant and yeah. luca or like durant and um and LeBron. And you, oh he finds a way to come back to the warriors yeah or durant and lebron like yeah those those thoughts definitely well let me, let me ask you this really do, exciting you, do you think that there's any team that didn't try to call the nets today i saw a tweet that said half the team half the league has already called for durant 
Is there any team that hasn't? Yeah, I guess. Maybe OKC. Yeah, like, Maybe like Oklahoma's really set on not trying to bring them back. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs. The Warriors, yeah, I gotta Warriors, imagine, sure. maybe yeah. are like, yep, we're done. <laughs> we're done with that. Um, I don't know who else. And Orlando. Mm. I can't see Orlando actually. No, being I think Orlando could. I mean, but it, so I actually did see something funny on ESPN because um, they showed a picture. I guess Paolo Bencaro posted a picture of him and Durant in a Magic jersey, and Richard Jefferson was really quick to point out, "Oh no, young man! <laughs> if Kevin Durant's in a Magic jersey, you are not in a Magic jersey with him. You are back on the Nets." <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i do think they're yeah on that point there probably are players that have to tread carefully because it's like well it would be awesome to pair up with lebron but then they probably stop and think about it wait a minute i would probably have to be part <laughs> right of that like package. i'm not playing with Durant <laughs> if i'm the good player on the team it's because that's just this is probably i mean i think since what kareem abdul jabbar going from or was it will chamberlain that was got traded from the bucks to the lakers it, it was, was Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. It's ever since that, like, this is the biggest profile name of a trade. Like, Paul George was big. Mm -hmm. James Harden was big. Kevin Durant's bigger than them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say it would probably go Durant, maybe Anthony Davis or Kareem, since both of those trades instantly resulted in a sure, championship. Yeah. But the thing about both those guys, and exactly like Paul George, the James Hardens of the maybe James Harden a little bit not, but a lot of these guys were towards the trending end of their of that current mm -hmm. contract. So if you were trading, there was that right. gamble, right? Yeah. It's does like, he well, this, is this guy going mm -hmm. to stick with me? Durant though <laughs> is entering only the second year. This is or, the, yeah, the second yeah. year of a mm -hmm. contract. I think it's the, it the first year, year of the four contract year extension that he signed last summer. Yep. So there we go. So you are getting a guy. Um, you know, I think generally maybe you wouldn't think he's in his prime but this is the new nba 33 years old seems to still be the prime with some of these guys and he averaged 30 points last year 55 games mind you he only played but still to get a 30 point bucket bucket guy almost seven footer yeah <laughs> this is a guy still in his prime and you're getting him on a fantastic deal that you, you're going to be able to stick with um but yeah, let's just, I mean, we've already started mm -hmm. tiptoeing, so let's just <laughs> fully dive in here. Kevin Durant requesting this trade out of Brooklyn. Um, huge surprise. I mean, I think heading into this year was like the biggest free agencies, this free agent, free agent options is maybe Zach Levine, maybe Bradley Beal. And then you had your wild cards like Kyrie Irving if he opts out or James Harden if he opts out. But everybody ended up sticking with their team. So it seemed Jalen Brunson was the biggest guy, but... Kevin Durant coming way out of left field, requesting this trade out of Brooklyn. Uh, four years, 44 million, 30 points last year, 55 games. Um, had a weak playoff performance, but you can throw the argument that this was one of the weakest teams he's gone to the playoffs <laughs> with. So. Yeah, I mean, outside, yeah, Kyrie Irving was there playing in the playoffs with him, too, is the thing. It's like they still got swept, even though they had these two guys there. Mm -hmm. It, they were just completely outmatched. And I mean, part of it, I mean, you can blame Kevin Durant for wanting Kevin Durant to get out because like part of this is him. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't communicate very well with Kyrie during the season. It seems to figure out how they could get Kyrie on the floor. I feel like the Nets handled it pretty well as far as like, okay, Kyrie can't play in home games. And then how, like we don't want him to be a distraction for the team and just that be the whole story. But then they were losing so much because they only had Kevin Durant. I think James Harden was 
was he hurt at the first half of the season? I don't really know. Like, he just wasn't playing super well. He gets traded. Now they start playing Kyrie Irving, and it's just a total shit show. But you can also point to Kevin Durant being the reason they have Steve Nash as their freaking head coach. Like, I'm pretty sure they mm-hmm. signed Steve Nash just because Kevin Durant wanted him. And I've been saying this for the last two years. He's he's probably the worst coach in the NBA. Yeah, this is this is a rough situation for this whole Nets organization. I mean, if we want to go back, I think we have to talk about even though this this whole scenario hasn't completely finished playing out. The biggest loser I have to call out in this whole thing is uh, Joseph mm-hmm. Tasai, who is now the majority owner of the Nets and became the majority owner in uh, 2019 <laughs> for the Nets. And since he became owner, he went all in on this franchise and turning them into, you know, a big deal. I mean, he bought the Nets arena, the Barclays Center. Um, he owns that arena, you know, so he he's not gaining a lease or anything. And good reason, you know, he owns the team, owns the arena. Let's create an entertainment thing. Uh, similar to what uh, the, the Warriors ownership groups got going on in the Bay. So he builds this team, gets scores big with these two free agencies, lets go of his younger pieces and Jared Allen, Carice LeVert, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I mean, Jared Allen's only yeah. getting better. Uh, gives away some picks, <laughs> four picks to Houston, right? Is that, uh, is that yeah, I believe is it's that what? three picks and three pick swaps. Yeah, three picks and three pick swaps, leveraging for the future. That's okay. You got two top 10 players and and you got a new stadium, cool jerseys, (laughs) new colors. And now you're losing all that. You had James Harden at one point, Durant, Irving, Mm -hmm. losing all those guys. You got Ben Simmons, who who God knows what's happening with him. You still got to pay him. You still got to pay Irving. You still got to pay Joe (laughs) Harris, (laughs) that deal he's on. Um. And you don't have picks, so you're in the salary cap. You're in tax territory, regardless of how bad this team is next year. It's just, ah, this is just an awful situation for this guy. So all I know is that, it to me, all signs point that this team is obviously not going to tank. They're going to still want to put something great together on the court. I'm, I mean, if I'm him, you know, obviously aiming for a young up-and-coming star, 24, 25 years old, and give me the yeah. pick. And I can't imagine that they do something like the Rockets did where they don't even get a real player asset out of the entire deal. Like Mm -hmm. all they got were draft picks. Essentially, they ended up with Karis LeVert at one point. Oh, wait, no, they ended up with Victor Oladipo at one point because they traded away Karis LeVert like right away. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at it from that angle. It's like, well, the Rockets only ended up with picks for James Harden. Like, could Kevin Durant possibly be traded for basically just picks i can't see that happening he is they are going to ask for an all-star player in return plus many draft picks because that is how good kevin durant Mm -hmm. is and i mean we can we can dive right into some of these teams right now alan if if you want to start going that route unless you have any more thoughts uh no i mean i think that nails you know that nails it on the head it's like you Unlike the Rockets, who were very willing to tank, you know, and I think the fan base saw it coming. I don't think this Nets fan base or this ownership group wants to do yeah. that. I, you know, being the point that they just bought majority stake in 2019. Uh, I think, you know, they pro- Joseph Tsai probably wants to get some strong ROI for his <laughs> investment here with these right. Nets. So 
I don't think he's ready to just have people show up and only show up because they're giving away. <laughs> yeah, that's the that thing. Game. Yeah, so they bring that up again with the uh, with the ROI for for Joe Sai here. He bought the team for three point three billion dollars, and it's still mm-hmm. not worth that much. So he hasn't profited <laughs> yet in the entire time he's owned the team. So I imagine he's getting a little impatient. Yeah, I'm sure he wants something, but yeah, let's let's go for it. Let's dive into some of the teams. Uh, the two favorites we have to talk right off the bat, Key and Suns. And favorites, obviously, because reports coming through that those are the designated favorite destinations for Kevin Durant. Um, so let's dive in. The Phoenix Suns, number one, according to Vegas odds hmm. for Durant to land. Crazy. Um, reportedly, you know, not reportedly the Nets are not interested in anyone, but a deal that includes Devin Booker. That makes sense, <laughs> but it doesn't make sense from you know, I think from a realistic standpoint, from how we've seen these deals develop, especially when the Suns have someone like DeAndre Aiden, they can move and Miles Bridges that they can move and all these other pieces that they can send over. Um, the math is pretty, pretty perplexing considering Durant is making $44 million this year. Uh, so to me, the combinations that makes the most sense to me is a deal that involves DeAndre Aiden and Miles Bridges and a and a combination of picks and maybe you throw in a jay crowder or um yeah well i think uh, cam, cam johnson is probably sense. the other target there that johnson. they'd actually want in return mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like this is the sun they're gonna have to play hardball because there's no way you can give up devin booker like the nope. way you win the championship is by pairing kevin durant with devin booker pairing kevin durant with chris paul is not enough to win a title like chris paul is only getting older you need devin booker by kevin durant's side to win a title so they're just gonna have to wait because i don't think there's any other team that can put up a better player package than the suns i mean deandre aiden is basically an all-star center i think he will be bridges is one of the best defensive players in the league and cam johnson is one of the best role players in the league right now he was in the running for Mm sixth man of the year so with between those three players and three draft picks, I don't think that anyone else is going to be able to put together a better package with players and picks combined. Some, I think some teams can give better players. I think some teams can give better picks, but I don't think anyone can give a balance of both as well as the Phoenix Suns can. So they're just going to have to wait because if the Nets are going to ask for Devin Booker, they're just going to have to say no try to find something better than that in the meantime our offers Aiden Bridges Cam Johnson and picks yeah yeah I'm not letting go of Booker either and that's the thing right it's like when the player like Durant becomes available it's like you go all in and trying to get him and you know because I think the end goal that you want is you want to be able to contend however (laughs) will your package that you sent to Durant simply put you in the same spot you know you're still just as good you just look different right it's like so I think there is that balance of trying to figure out how to actually make your team better for the Suns, I think including bridges and Aiden makes their team better in getting and getting Durant oh, in yeah. return uh, for, for the nets. I think they're still a decent team. They're not a contender by any means, but they do check that box again of getting DeAndre Aiden, 23 years old, 17 and 10 last year. But I think if you make him the second option on that team, I think he could easily be a 20 and 10 Definitely. guy. Uh, for a few, for more than a few yeah, years. Yeah, he's better league. than Jared Allen, and we saw Jared Allen succeed in the net system. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. it's so interesting because to, to look at any of these trades from the net side seems impossible because you're not even sure like is Kyrie going to still be on the team on that player option? Like it doesn't seem like there's any possibility he's staying around. And then are they yeah. really going to keep Ben Simmons around if they don't have Kyrie or Kevin Durant to fall back on as a star player? Like who's even going to take Ben Simmons at this point? Like it just seems like there's just so much that needs to happen for the nets right now for them to go into next season with a, you know, a roster they can feel confident in it's so hard to evaluate like what makes the most sense for them. Oh yeah. They are in, they're in a worst case scenario right now. It's tough. You know, their actual best player who's been showing up to yeah. play top three player out. in the league. Oof. yeah. Ben Simmons contract. I mean, you talk about Russell Westbrook being unmovable. <laughs> ben Simmons is yeah, right. At least up Russell's there. playing I basketball. Mean, yeah. And he's only got one right, year yeah. left. Um, so you, you make the argument that you're trading for an expiring contract. Ben Simmons, you're still locked in on an <laughs> unknown. Uh, Kyrie Irving, oh, again, value plummeting last year is not just one year on his option, not really working in his favor because he's so hot and cold. I mean, he left the Celtics. Yeah. Like <laughs> Who were <laughs> yeah? They made the finals or the the conference finals without him, and they just made the finals without him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. They made the semi the semis before yeah. he just right left, <laughs> straight up left. Even though they yeah. had the right core, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of question marks there. Um, Aiton Bridges, maybe maybe Cam Johnson picks. Do you think that's the best I package think, the Suns oh, can put together? Yeah, that's Sean? the best package. They they can't give up Devin Booker. I think that just. I mean, if it's just Devin Booker and picks, sure. But I don't. I feel like they're gonna ask for like Devin Booker and Bridges. And if you give, yeah, yeah if you give those you? two, like, I just don't see you being a title contender. No, not in the West. You're, 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 yeah, your first round exit, yeah. maybe second round. Right. So I guess that that's the main um, question. If it was straight up Booker for Durant, do you take that if you're the Suns? No. No, I don't. I would say yes. No, I stick I with would my say guy. Yes. I would you take would, Durant would, over Booker. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I mean, if, if it was just straight yeah. up, sure, but it's just not going like, to be I, that. Yeah, I understand. It's like, yeah, Booker is young and you'll have him for like the next 10 years potentially. But like, I don't know. I feel like you have to give yourself the best chance to win a championship. And that means Durant over Booker for like the next few years gives you a better shot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this team has a shot. I mean, yeah, they, kind of blew it last year <laughs> um so i would still stick with my star player and um more than anything it's give up the give up the depth for for a stronger star um you know which i think all of us would take but i'm not sure i'd take the booker straight up booker and pick straight yeah, up so you're Durant. you're just you're saying no until they say yes to ayton and bridges package yeah yeah i mean yeah exactly. i think that's what they should do but at the end of the day, like if we're getting down to it, like I would still do Devin Booker straight up. If they want more than Devin Booker, yeah, you, you can't do that. But yeah, the Suns should mm-hmm. play some hardball because it seems like the Nets don't have a ton of leverage here because Durant wants to go there. And if you're not getting a wildly better package anywhere else, I don't really see it working out. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
I do think there is a team that has a better package, okay. but yeah, you know, we can chat yeah, about get them to later. That. Excited. <laughs> well, before we get to that team, we gotta talk to this other. We gotta talk about the other team the on Heat. the list, mm-hmm. Miami Heat. This one's interesting because it's on his list, but it's got the weak. It's got a very yeah. weak package, in my opinion. <laughs> so just just straight up, Bam Adebayo cannot be in this deal unless Ben Simmons is moved away. Basically, at exactly yeah. the the same time. As there is an odd NBA rule where you cannot trade and have two players on your, or you can't have two players on your roster who came to your team via trade and were extended uh, via the rookie designated extension. Ben Simmons, Bam Adebayo, or both those guys. Why this rule exists? <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely yeah, really know. sure. We have to really put our NBA thinking caps on for that one. Yeah, it might somebody must have done some weird manipulation way back. Um, but anyways, so Bam at a bio, Ben Simmons cannot exist at the raw on the roster at the same time. So that definitely raises the level of complexity <coughs> of the deal that has to be built. It'd have to be a three-way deal for it to work if they want Bam out of bio. Without Bam out of bio, in my eyes, the best package here would have to be Jimmy Butler plus Tyler Harrow. Uh Potentially one of the other smaller guys, a Max Struess. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Some of these other smaller paid dudes um, and picks, yeah. obviously. And there's also the second much worse <laughs> option, which is a combination of Tyler Harrow, Kyle Lowry, or Duncan Robinson. These two, the either that and then one of these other pieces or all three guys, the Nets and Durant and another low paid guy like a Patty Mills right. or something. But yeah, I mean, that this is basically the same issue we're talking about with phoenix you're giving up (laughs) your best player to get durant when you Mm -hmm. want to pair your best player with durant so it's like obviously yes durant is better than jimmy butler but is kyle lowry and kevin durant and bam out of bio enough to win a title i'm just not sure i'm really not yeah especially because the east is so deep right now like we can mention the Celtics, mm-hmm. obviously, but then you have the Bucks. Like, is your big three of Lowry, Adebayo, and Durant better than Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday? No, it's it's honestly not even yeah. close. Like, like yeah, you just look at Lowry versus Drew Holiday. It's like I'm taking Drew Holiday a hundred times out of a hundred. So it's just it's yeah. hard for me to see. Like they they these trades might happen. Like they might do it because. You know, the allure of Kevin Durant and being able to acquire a player of his talent is too good to pass up for a lot of these teams. But I don't think it makes them title contenders. I really don't. Yeah, I think it goes back to the situation where <clears throat> it, it's it's just as good, but yeah. different. Well, it's, it's <laughs> slightly better. I it's think... slightly better, but it's not like, oh, you're mm-hmm. instantly the title favorite. Like, I don't even know if I t- if, mm-hmm. if the Heat did a Butler and Harrow trade. For Durant and some picks, I would say that the Heat are still not the favorite in the East. No, well, I mean you're giving up a six man of the year here in Tyler Harrow, so you're losing. Yeah. That's 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 a oh, that's a big huge, rotation yeah. piece in a yeah, playoff so he's run. Twenty points a game um, last year. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, obviously, that would be the guy you would want to pair him with. But you still just, I think you're just well, maybe, like you said, maybe slightly better. Maybe you win one more game against right. the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Celtics, I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously, yeah, you could say with the Heat, they're one Jimmy Butler three pointer away from making the NBA Finals, right? 
Like Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler made that three, they win the series, and maybe they win an NBA championship. Probably not. The Warriors look freaking epic. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to say that that would make sense. And maybe it's not a huge. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. You know, maybe just having Kevin Durant for four years just makes you a contender every year, and maybe that's enough. Like you don't have to be the favorite, but at least you're in the running. And maybe that's enough. Well, it depends what Durant you get. If you're getting two years ago Durant or last year Durant. Yeah, I mean last right? year Durant. Last year Durant couldn't win uh, a yeah, game. Yeah, last year Durant was good though. Yeah, but looking at this though, I don't think you're overthinking it because if you look at it from the net side, this deal makes even lesser sense, right? It's like Jimmy Butler. Okay, this is a guy who, you know, in the middle of his prime, maybe towards the tail yeah, end of his entry. prime. You're getting Tyler Harrell, six mm-hmm. man of the year. He's good. He's no DeAndre Aiden. He's no. Oh you know, yeah, no. Yeah, as far all-star. as like a sec- well, I mean, if you want to compare it straight up to the Suns, you have to be like, okay, it's well, I guess yeah. If you're giving up Jimmy Butler on the Heat side, you're giving up Devin Booker on the Sun side. Who would you rather have between those two, Devin Booker or Jimmy Butler? I'd rather have Devin would, Booker. Yeah. If I'm the Nets, yeah, I'd I rather too. have. And then from there, it's like, would you rather have McCall Bridges or Tyler Harrow? I think I'd take right. Mikel Bridges. So, yeah, I don't, I, I just, guess. yeah, it doesn't seem like the Heat can even, you know, put together a better package. Yeah. 32 years old, Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's good, but you're, you had, you had Durant, a really great player on a four year deal. I don't know. Durant, I mean, Jimmy Butler three years from now is not as good as a Durant would have been, mm-hmm. um, even given a decline. Yeah. But, you know, Man. you take a swing at an actual <laughs> up and comer that's 24, 25 then perhaps you get that same value, but you're definitely not. That's Tyler Harrow is not right. that guy. It's so hard looking at these trades because we've never seen a trade of this magnitude. Like we've seen really mm-hmm. crazy superstar trades, but I have to think that a Kevin Durant that was playing at like a top five MVP candidate level last year has to be the most gaudy trade package we've ever seen. And so maybe I'm I'm being yeah. too conservative and thinking, oh, the the Suns won't give up Devin Booker, the Heat won't give up Jimmy Butler, like maybe they totally will, and they're totally fine with that. Yeah, I just don't see the Nets wanting a Jimmy Butler. Um, I can't see that happening. I but, think if if the Suns aren't you know, willing to give up Devin Booker, and Aiton is the best player you're getting from them, I would take Jimmy Butler over DeAndre Aiton. For right right now, yeah, Jimmy Butler's the better player. But again, I I'm looking to invest in a guy who's going to give me four years, and every year is. Oh, getting we just better. talked about like, this. I know the for Nets sure. Talked about Joe Sy being impatient, wanting to get his ROI. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton ain't putting butts in the seats, man. Jimmy Butler is. I mean, that 17 easily can go up to 20, 20, 20 and ten. Oh, no, next it can. Year, like Ayton can certainly better get better. That. Yeah. But if we're talking about the immediate, like who do I think is going to be a better player next year, even two years from now, I still think it's going to be Jimmy Butler. Maybe, but let's, I mean, look at the framework that the Lakers uh, sent to, to New Orleans for, for Davis, um, yeah. Davis, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, yeah. Josh Hart, like Brandon Ingram. He, he's a top 25, 25 yeah. ish yeah. player. Sure. Um, that's that's at the very minimum you want that guy. That's right. what you want, and a guy who's going to be in that range. Jimmy Butler is a top twenty-five like, player. Yeah, 
but he he he's not gonna. I just don't see he's gonna be there in three years. Mm-hmm. Whereas I could see DeAndre Aiden touching that, and then when he gets there, he'll be there for another five or six yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's like I said, it's it's more about do you are you willing to be patient with Aiden to get there in three mm-hmm. years because he's not gonna right. be a top twenty five player next year. Maybe the year after that, yeah. and then most likely in three years. Or do you take the guy that's already a top 25 player and he might be for the next two years and then he's not after that? Yeah. That's a good <laughs> one. That's a good question. But here's the thing, though, is that you're not technically just limited to these two. Yeah, um, well, that's true. That's so very true. Let's jump, let's jump into these other ones. So top three likely destinations, according to Vegas. Suns, he talked about those. Third one is somehow Dallas. Dallas. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about Dallas a little you're not bit. Giving but... up Luca, I don't know what you're getting. Like, who are you getting if you're? I don't know. They, yeah. The I, what we were just talking about, Max Kleber, <laughs> you know, Dorian <laughs> Finley Smith. <laughs> yeah, you could there, not give me the no entire roster star. outside of Luca, <laughs> and I would not take it. No, I'm oh with you on God, that. What a dumb um, odds. So let's break down our our actual top realistic options. Number one, I still think, you know, Suns are the top realistic yeah. option, ranked number one. But here I'll give you my number okay. two, Sean. And this is the, the one that I was alluding to. You're talking about a star, potential star for years to come. The Celtics have this guy, Jalen yeah. Brown, 25 oh, years old, currently on a three-year deal. Uh, pretty good three-year deal considering, I think, how, how well he played in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you have... Another, you can pair this guy up in a package with a Marcus Smart, Derek White. Um, obviously, there's also Al mm. Horford. Al Horford, I don't think, is someone Robert they want, Williams. but he's there. There's a Robert Williams, too, to choose from. So there's there's a combination of pieces here you can swap. And then, it, obviously, there's the picks mm-hmm. alongside it. But the main package being Jalen Brown, upcoming star, 25 years old. Um, I like this yeah. one. In more way, in some ways, more and than it, the this what the and Suns it makes could sense offer. for the Celtics because you get to still keep your best player, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can, oh man, I can definitely see Jalen Brown in a Nets jersey. I don't know why, it just it seems to fit. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I I think I might be able to do you one better though. Uh, okay, I have it on here. I think the Pelicans actually have the second best chance. The Pelicans. Another young guy in his in his mid twenties, young twenties, Brandon Ingram. We brought him up earlier. He might be on the move for mm-hmm. another superstar. I I think that that's a great piece. You know, he's broken out as you know a potential top twenty five, top thirty player in this league. Definitely on the offensive side, his defense has gotten a lot better. He's he's shown that you know he's over his injuries, and he's just he was just balling out at the end of last year. And they have mm-hmm. a lot of good pieces you can pair with them. If you if you're talking about putting in a um, I don't know a Herb Jones in the deal, he's he's a very interesting Herbert potential Jones. guy. Um, obviously Zion would be off the table if you're already giving them Ingram, but you know Jonas Valanciunas had a great season last year. I, I think that would be a good piece you could throw in alongside Ingram. I don't know. I think I think they have the pieces to make it work, and they definitely have the picks to make it work too. Still got a lot of those from the Lakers that they could pass back and get Kevin Durant. That's true. They do have those 
picks. They have their own picks as well as the Laker picks. Um, what else? Who is that other kid? Who's the kid who's just oh, been Alvarado? The ball like crazy? Well, <laughs> I mean, Alvarado. I think he's more of a gimmick player. Maybe throw him in as like a third piece, but I think it'd be more centered around like Ingram, Valanciunas, Herb Jones, um, as like your main yeah. guys. You're you're willing to give up for a Durant trade, and then you then you get Durant with C.J. McCollum and Zion. Now that's mm-hmm. that's something we can talk about. Yeah. The Nets on the other end get a Brandon Ingram, Herbert Jones. Yeah, you instantly get you get three starters. You get three starters and picks. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's about as good a deal as you can get. Okay, I kind of like that, and I kind of feel like every when these trades, there's some dark horse that just comes way out of left field here, um, and the Pelicans could be one of these. The question is, does Durant want to be in New Orleans? <laughs> Playing with, with Zion, he might want to play like with Zion. Zion. I don't know. I think it could still be fun. I saw him balling up some young kids uh, at a summer camp recently on Instagram. <laughs> My gosh! I mean, the Smoothie King Center. I don't think can hold on to that much superstardom every <laughs> given night. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's a potential though. Like they have the pieces to make it work. Yeah. Is that team you think good enough to dethrone the Warriors, Dallas? <clears throat> I mean, I, Dallas I mean, is, but Dallas yeah, is a threat. It, Clippers yeah, are a Clippers, contender. Yeah, for Clippers sure. for sure. If they're healthy. I mean, I think you're Denver really banking too. on Zion becoming what Zion was supposed to become, which is a generational talent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've seen the flashes of it. We just need him to be healthy. We need him to be that 28 points per game, 12 rebounds, two blocks type of player. You know, like, yeah, if that Zion appears next year, then yeah, like this team has as good a chance as any. Yeah, man, that just that unknown of Zion is just like crazy. It I mean, is, last, yeah. I mean, what, two years ago he was, I mean, he, he was, was just up there he was as dominant, a, you know, yeah. top forwards mm-hmm. in the league. So that was the second year in the league. That would be technically his first. I mean, he only played like 20 games in his rookie year. So that second year was technically his rookie year in a way as far as NBA experience and we just haven't seen him mm. since yep other fun ones there's other fun ones here we, like, we got the Grizzlies Raptors Blazers the Raptors one is interesting because you do have a lot, you have of, a lot of good yeah. pieces here mm-hmm. the Raptors the big thing though is again uh, I mean you also have Messiah Jury who Obviously swung for the fences with Kawhi and it played out in the best way. NBA title, <laughs> yep. Kawhi left. In this case, you got Durant multiple years. Does he want to be in Toronto? I don't know. <laughs> I think one thing that popped in my head is this was the same fan base that booed him when he tore his Achilles. <laughs> ah, that's such a sour yeah. point. But logistically, man, there's some great pieces in here. OG paired up with scotty barnes yeah, like, scotty barnes i that's think that's a hell that's, of a package that's probably their most enticing piece you have him on his rookie deal you already know he's legit mm-hmm. and yeah their whole starting lineup is basically for sale at this point mm-hmm. yeah and if you if you pair up siakam and uh and durant that's a hell of mm-hmm. a team there uh, and if you manage to keep van fleet and i'm sure all the other role player pieces can be figured yeah. out um I, I like think it'd that. be really good. But I also think this I also think this is one of the dream scenarios where I don't think there's really any. I mean, it's more about like happens. what like which teams actually have pieces that like the Nets would be interested in. 
and the raptors certainly mm -hmm. have those pieces but it probably won't happen but I, you know if it does i'll be like yeah like we we saw that this could happen like it's not mm -hmm. impossible i think yeah. for the grizzlies just to touch on them really quick is obviously uh, mm -hmm. one of the first tweets that came out after KD requested a trade was John Morant saying just easy money. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah. So if you're John Morant, you're willing to give up, you know, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., whatever else you need to. The problem is Jaron Jackson Jr. just had stress fracture surgery. What? Mm -hmm. Out four to six months. Just continuing Yikes. to be injury plagued very early in his career. It's just, it's really sad to see this guy had so much potential. Yeah. And he needs it. Um, I mean, he need, he really needed to come back and play some good games. I mean, last year, 78 games year before that Oof. 11 to the other two years, less than 60. Uh, Memphis is a interesting one too, just because they can put together a package where the math isn't really equivalent to like the quality of players you're sending back. Right. Cause you mm -hmm. have like a Desmond Bain on a pretty yeah. good deal. You got Jaron Jackson. He's pr pretty much, I think paid exactly at what his value is. And you got guys like Azari Williams, who's still Zaire yeah. Williams, who's still on a rookie deal that you can pair up in that deal with and all these other up and coming pieces that they've been playing um, that are also pretty cheap deals. So that's a scenario where Nats essentially trade a star for just really quality depth to mm -hmm. add. Uh, but I mean, that would be dependent on the fact that Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons are your stars moving forward and you just need really solid pieces backing them up. So man, Grizzlies do have that. Yeah, going for yeah you there. could you could trade um, quite a few quality players alongside saying like, you know, Desmond Bain is your best player. You're getting back, though. That's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. So probably not. It is. I'm rough. sorry, Jaw. It ain't. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Um. The other one, the fan favorite, I think. Well, it's kind of my favorites. I would love to see happen is Blazers, and that's because I think it would be cool in a world to see Durant paired up with Damian Lillard. They're two two uh, of my favorite a, players. That'd be very from, entertaining. Yeah. But oh, the chances <laughs> just seem very slim here. Anthony Simmons just signed the four year hundred million dollars. So you're trading away a guy you just signed <laughs> on to bring back Nurkic. Uh, he was unrestricted, but he also just signed a new deal over the bird rights. So I got to think any new deal has to start with Simmons being in it. Anthony Simmons. Uh, maybe you put Josh Hart in there and another player, or I mean, the best package is probably going to be Anthony Simmons, Nurkic and a bunch of picks um, to make it work. In a dream scenario, I'm sure the Blazers would rather it be Anthony Simmons, Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> um, and a bunch of picks, but no way that's Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking about the best player you're giving back and Fernie Simons, right? Like, that is mm -hmm. very poor compared to any of the other teams we've already mentioned. Like, he's good, yeah, but he's, like, I don't know, a slightly worse Jalen Brunson good? <laughs> I guess if you're going by overall yeah. game like an 80 on the uh, in the NBA 2K. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's just not going to get it done for Kevin Durant. Like he's shown great flashes, but it's hard for me to see him getting much better. Yeah. Yeah. Like is he going to be an all-star in the next 7 no. years? 
No, he's a great so. role player, scorer, but he's never going to be that like I don't know, third option on a on a championship team type of guy. Mhm. And then you have Nurkic. I mean, Nurkic is solid too, but again, I think for Nurkic we've seen his best basketball now. Yeah, we've seen what he can uh, do. And I don't think it's getting any better. Which, I mean, he's solid. He's a great player. But I mean, traditional centers don't have the same value that they used to. And guys like Jared Allen have been able mm-hmm. to make it work in the right system, but the the systems that they work in is far and in between. I mean, you're even, you're even seeing, you know, all the Rudy Gobert trade rumors is like is people like people in the 90s and the early 2000s didn't dream of trading a player right like Rudy Gobert. And but in today's NBA, yep. He's not as valuable. Yeah. And I mean, the Nets just signed. I mean, Nick Claxton isn't Nurkic oh, no, good, but Claxton's a backup. They, they he's not starting. That you yeah. can't. Yeah, he's not that good. <laughs> I guess it's just like they're not. I think getting another traditional center type of guy probably isn't their biggest probably priority. Um, so you would. I, I think ideally the Nets would love to see a great young up and coming star paired up with someone who's probably a de- good defensive wing who can help fill fill out their roster a bit better or a better a great shooter scorer maybe not so much a big guy uh in terms of being the second best player in that yeah. package so yeah oh, i don't see man. this happening for the blazers yeah. unfortunately it's just it's going to be very uh, yeah i kind of hope that like some team we didn't even mention just comes out of left field and ends up snagging him up I mean, that that's always my dream scenario for like these types of things but yeah ultimately I don't know, if I if I had to bet on any of these packages actually working out, I, I honestly, you know, I, I like your Celtics idea. I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics do have the best chance with with Jalen Brown. Yeah, I I like that trade. Um, but you know, not to dive a deeper again on the Celtics, I'm gonna say this: if I'm the Sacramento Kings, <laughs> oh no, I'm calling up the Nets and I'm offering De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Davion Mitchell. Sabonis, too. Um, Can you throw him in there? You keep, keep Sabonis. Sabonis. <laughs> I try to keep Sabonis. Yeah, but I'm offering Davion Mitchell. I'm offering uh, De'Aaron Fox. Harrison Barnes. I guess it doesn't really matter. Maybe you offer the kid you just drafted. Keegan Murray. Um, I forget his name already. Keegan Murray. Iowa kid. Yeah. Keegan Murray. Offer him. <laughs> You'll get Durant. Your franchise, your fan base has been suffering for so long. Who cares if you get fleeced? And Davion Mitchell ends up being, you know, <clears throat> an eight-time all-star in the future or whatever. You need something <laughs> now. Like, make that deal. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to throw that yeah, out there. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Even though they'd probably still be garbage because they're the Kings, they'd find a way to make it so that a uh, combination of Durant and Sabonis doesn't make the playoffs. But, my <laughs> God, would it, would it be just the craziest season? Like <laughs> the speculation, the, the reactions. reactions would be priceless. I I have some kings, my, some buddies of mine that are that are Kings fans. Well, they call themselves uh, Kings fans during the off season because there's no point rooting from during the season. <laughs> yep. I mean, save your franchise. Um, I forget the owner's name for the Kings. I always forget his name. Yeah. Save your franchise. Sell some tickets. Who cares? Trade your pick, trade Davion Mitchell, trade Fox. Go get yourself Devin, Kevin Durant. Give your give your give your fan base a reason to turn on these local Sacramento games. 
you know, at least for the next. And two my years. YouTube TV somehow picks up local Sacramento games from, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, for whatever reason. So if Kevin Durant was playing for the Kings, I'd tune in for a few. Yeah, I've watched some Durant you know, and Sabonis yeah. versus the Warriors. They play the Warriors <laughs> right. four times, four times a year. Yeah, I've watched <laughs> some of those Kings local broadcasts. You know, I I feel for those announcers, man. Like they they root so hard for them. <laughs> it's got to be so tough. So I I, I yeah. want I want to so, win for them. <laughs> is that is Durant on the Kings enough to get the Kings on national TV? You think next year, like a uh, Kings they get they get like game? five. They'd get like five national games. They, that's it's pretty good, good for, for the Kings. Kings. That's it actually is, really good. But like, yeah, you're also like, well, the Kings still aren't that good. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Cavaliers were on Christmas Day, the yeah. year after LeBron. Yeah, was I feel like and that, that Cavaliers team of, won like twenty yeah, games. That was just some sort of mistake. Someone <laughs> forgot LeBron wasn't playing on the Cavs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was totally a LeBron pull factor. <laughs> Uh, and that was like one of the most hyped games I've ever seen for the first three minutes right? <laughs> yeah. uh, before the for the Miami Heat blew, uh, blew up that Cavs yeah. team. Cavs are back now, though. Um, but man, anyways. we just talked for forty five minutes about Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah let's let's talk about these other folks. Kyrie Irving opted into his player option, not extending his deal. Reportedly, wants to force his way to the Lakers. Oh man, I don't really know what to think about this because we're talking about. You know, favorable trades for the Nets. The Lakers just don't have a package that seems great at all. No. Like Westbrook, THT, picks. No one's going to take it's Westbrook. Rough. That's the thing. So, like, the only way I feel like Kyrie gets to the Lakers is if he gets bought out of his contract. And he does the same thing John Wall's uh-huh. doing with the Clippers. Uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know who would come in as a third team to help the Lakers get Kyrie Irving. You know, like every team that's not the Lakers is a Laker hater. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who's going to step in and be like, yeah, I'll help you guys out. Like, it just doesn't unless it's like, you know, they're able to offer them something that's like too good to pass up to whoever this third team would be that can take on the cap space for Westbrook. I just don't I just don't yeah. see it happening. And, and like what incentive do the Nets have to buy him out except to just get rid of him? I guess they could, you know, they're just fed up with seeing his face. <laughs> just get rid of the yeah, headache. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, the only team I can think of is the Hornets. Uh, Cause they've been in rumors. Obviously Mitch Kupchak is the general manager there, former yeah. Laker, former Laker general manager. Uh, but even then the package, Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward yeah. I, I don't know if the Nets want Gordon I mean, Hayward. They probably want him more um, than Kyrie Irving at this point. Maybe, yeah. Gordon Hayward is an interesting one, but I mean, he's got still two years versus Westbrook being the right, expiring yeah. deal. Um, it's a it's a complicated thing, and then I'm not. Sh- I I I still I think Kyrie Irving basically finishes the year here with the Nets, unless some trade deadline miracle. Happens. Yeah, yeah, maybe trade de- trade deadline things change, but so you, do you really you think there's a pretty good chance we see Kyrie play in a Nets jersey this year? I think wow. so. That's yep. so weird. That's gonna that that's gonna have yeah, such I a strange the, energy. I think so. Uh, I mean, you never know. I I think it's just depending how this. For all we know, maybe the Durant trade falls in a way that is just like, just game changing, and Kyrie Irving somehow gets rejuvenated with new energy. What do you think <laughs> of? <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, so what ahead. do you think of the rumors that they still want to play together, just on a different team? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sure the feeling is there is going to happen. No way. <laughs> I doubt it. There's no way that happens. The logistics would, be, would be so insane. difficult to figure out. <laughs> yeah, you would need one of the most complex three-team deals. and Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's the complexity just seems too too great too big um uh, for for the Nets to yeah. figure out here within the next right. few days because I gotta think they they gotta do it while there's still teams with cap space out there and teams st- are still looking to round out their rosters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah, it it just sounds like a pipe. I, yeah, it's just funny that they still want to play together, just not in Brooklyn. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's a BS. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Sean Marks and uh, Nets ownership is just. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not um, sleeping at all over the next week. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, well, anyways, so last, last thing though, I wanted to ask you about this as a Laker fan, okay. do you want Kyrie? That's a, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, and, you know, in a perfect world, you probably say no, <laughs> but this isn't a perfect world, right? Yeah. It's like the the answer to that question has to be dependent on the the factors <laughs> of the current situation and the current situation there's really no <laughs> way to make this roster better <laughs> without just riding out the pieces and crossing yeah. your fingers so if there's a guy that actually proactively wants to be on this team and he's better than <laughs> Russell Westbrook then yes, you do want yeah. him. Uh, you do want that piece. Uh, so yeah, I do want Kyrie Irving. Do I love the idea of having Kyrie Irving? No. In another world, no, I wouldn't want him on my team. But given the circumstances, yeah, there is there is literally no other option. You know, I mean, we're gonna talk about biggest losers in free agency. <laughs> For now, the Lakers got to be up yeah. there. <laughs> that's a that's a very good perspective on it. It's like it's just a lesser of two evils. Yeah, exactly. You you just start backed into that corner, right? It's like when you need a job really bad and it's like, I just need a job mm-hmm. tomorrow. And these are the only two the only two places I got is a retail store and a fast food. <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah. the retail. It sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad as uh, yeah, it's not food. an in and out we're talking about, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather just sit around in a cashier like a you know, a local dollar tree. Right. <laughs> and it's crazy that <laughs> All of this trade speculation just from the Nets that we talked about for 50 minutes now has overshadowed this crazy trade that happened that actually happened that I I would definitely want to talk about with you too is DeJounte Murray going to the Hawks. This is crazy. I was seeing the rumors of DeJounte Murray. I couldn't believe Uh, it at first. I was like, why (laughs) would you want to trade DeJounte Murray? Like He just had an incredible year last year after having what did he tear his ACL, uh, right? Some, yeah, um, something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, I mean, the, the dude, he made an all-star game. I mean, he was the substitute, but still, mm-hmm. he made the all-star game. Yeah, 20, 20 points, near triple-double machine out there. And I think here's this: the biggest X factor to me, or the biggest thing that's great about DeJounte Murray, is the current contract he's it's under. Fantastic. He signed a four-year, $64 million deal two years ago. Yep, two years left. Um, Getting he he got paid 15 million last year and now he's getting 16 this year, 17 next year. This is significantly less than what Jalen Brunson just yeah. signed for. <laughs> um and what any of these other Amphrey Simmons just signed for. Like DeJounte Murray's better than Amphrey mm-hmm. Simmons. DeJounte Murray's better than Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson. Like 
And for the, the Spurs to just trade that away just seems crazy to me. And I mean, the Hawks put together a pretty good package for it through first rounders, pick swap. Gallinari, I mean, they, they already are name, uh, putting him on waivers, I think. He's, he's already been waived. <laughs> so essentially the trade centered around an expiring deal and picks. Um, I don't know if I'm a Spurs fan, it's, I gotta, I gotta not be happy about this. It's like, mm-hmm. just seems like crazy to just give away a dude that you developed from day one. But at the same time, I mean, the Spurs, we knew at some point we're going to hit that point where they would probably be better off tanking. Um, all the pieces they've drafted over the last few years have just not really, uh, hit at yeah. all. Um, so they're going all in on the French kid for next year. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to hearing you pronounce his name whenever we have to talk about him. <laughs> oh, I already just intent, just already He's skipped just the, the French attempt. Kid. <laughs> you can call him Victor. That's easy enough. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah, Victor, but yeah. I, uh, it's interesting because obviously, yeah, DeJounte Murray on an amazing deal right now, playing well above what his contract is paying him. If you're the Spurs, you're like, how did we give up a guy that we're paying like basically a role player's contract who is an all star in this Mm -hmm. league? And I think it really it boils down to you don't want to give him a chance to walk away for nothing. And yeah, when you get offered three first round picks and two of these are unprotected picks, um, 2025 and 2027 from the Hawks are totally unprotected. So if it all doesn't work out for the Hawks, the Spurs are in very good. Uh, they're they're looking very good for the future, along with a pick swap in 2026 for a guy that is an all star, but he's young. I, I think it's about as good of a package as you'd ever get for DeJounte Murray, and he doesn't fit their timeline of competing because you only get mm-hmm. him cheap for these next two years and they're not going to be competing in the next two years. And so now you're looking at having to max out DeJounte Murray when can you really trust him as a number one option on a team that wants to compete? And the answer is no. So from that perspective, I can see how it makes sense that you just load up, you tank, you try to get an actual like franchise altering player. Yeah. Yeah. From that, I mean, and that's the thing it's like with these deals, that's ultimately what also is a big factor here. It's not just the, the stats, the year, accolations it's the circumstance of yeah. the team and yeah that's 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 the that's the way to think about it. it's like you play out his two years good value deal you know he helps you get to the ninth tenth mm-hmm. seed again but then after those two years you know you still weren't bad enough to get that potential franchise altering player and the kelvin johnson's of the world the uh, devin vasile's of the world and all these pieces they have on this yeah. roster none of these guys are going to get any better in the next four years. So maxing out DeJounte Murray and pairing him up with no real, you know, top 40 player. Yeah. You're just going to, you're just destined to be an eighth, ninth, Mm -hmm. seventh seed for the next decade, but you're, you're paying significantly more uh, than you just were. So yeah, I think that that makes sense. You send him away. It hurts. I think it's got to hurt. Oh, sure. And, I mean, this, this could very but, well, we could see the Spurs being the worst team in the league for the next three years, which is crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah. And I mean, they unloaded some of these guys, right? Like Derek, Derek White was yeah. one of their, he averaged mm-hmm. 14 points. He was their third leading scorer. They unloaded him at yep. the deadline. 
Uh, they just let Lonnie Walker yep. walk <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is this is gonna be a pretty. Keldon Johnson's the number one option heading oh, into man. this year. That's uh, scary. <laughs> That's a scary bad team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there, there's going to be some some funky names on the st- on the box scores night in and night out. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, for this team. But you know, I think the funner perspective is looking at it from the Hawks' mm-hmm. perspective, right? Like you get Dejounte Murray paired up with Trey Young. Dejounte Murray is a great defensive guard. He's got good, better size than Trey Young. He's obviously the triple double machine. So now you can play this like combo guard lineups um, where you can have Trey Young playing off the ball. You have Dejounte Murray playing off the ball at times, and you still got your two big guys down low and Clint Capella and John Collins if they're not moved. Yeah. So either if they're moved or not. This starting five is a pretty oh, good one. And you got mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter, yeah. too, who may or may not develop at some point and really break out or just, you know, stay yeah, healthy. Yeah, just stay really healthy. I mean, bottom line for him. Like we saw it, like the beginning of his second year in the league. He is amazing. He's averaging like 16 and 8. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is a good point you bring up, though, about our John Collins and maybe even Clint Capella going to be there by the time the season starts. Yeah. I think that there's a good chance they aren't. Um, I could see them getting moved in a package for Rudy Gobert, actually. And the yep. Atlanta kind of completes their big three in a way where they they bring in a guard that can help hide Trey on the defensive end while also bringing in, you know, the arguably the best defensive player in the league to also make it so that Trey can be hidden on defense. And so that they kind of mm-hmm. work together to make it so that Trey Young's worst weakness is negated in a way it could, i could right. see that happening for sure um so that that's what i predict i predict yeah. the hawks will land rudy gobert um with a package of john collins and clint capella but we'll see as it stands now though i, I mean i love john collins as a player i've always thought he's overachieved for what people have expected of him he's super athletic he can guard multiple positions he can score from multiple areas on the floor I feel like he's a great player. He just, you know, he kind of gets a bad rep for, for whatever reason. Um, but I think as constructed, this Hawks team could be very, very dangerous. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea if they were to ride out John Collins and they don't move him. Rudy Gobert would be nice, uh, you know, considering the weaknesses on this Hawks team and the reason they didn't make the playoffs last last yeah. year. is They're just weak defensively, especially when you got... Trey Young and like a Kevin Herter out there yeah. and um whoever you got to play at the three when DeAndre Hunter's been hurt. Like, oh, that's Dude. just such a terrible backcourt yeah. defensively. Them paying Kevin Herter fifteen million dollars um, a year is such a bad idea. I totally <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah. That was just a year of bad idea. Joe Harris, Baton, yeah. Duncan Robinson. Robinson. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> And we didn't see a lot of that this year, yeah. uh, but you know, not to go too <laughs> off topic. Yeah. But I, I really like what this Hawks team is slowly building again towards. So I really would love to see them in the playoffs. I think oh, with this happen. roster. Yeah. They'll definitely make the playoffs. Dejanta does get them over the hump. Hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Hard to say based on like what they have currently in a week's time, it could look very different. They might have made some crazy trade again. Yeah, like I said, it's just going to happen, depend on what happens here with Durant. Yeah. Um, but he had, there are some other offseason moves here that weren't necessarily free agency. Well, 
one of them was, but we got the Jeremy Grant to Portland, Knicks offloading a bunch of players, <laughs> uh, John Wall getting his contract buying out, signing with the Clippers, uh, Nets trading a first rounder for what the hell was that? Uh, <laughs> Why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe part of it could be one thing I was thinking was like, oh, you get Royce O'Neal. Perhaps you he's an expiring deal. So perhaps you pair him up in a package with O'Neal and Durant just to get one more decent player <laughs> from whoever you're, you you're trade trading. You trade a first round pick Maybe. for him, though. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. I think it was like uh, I don't think it was even their own first. Where well, then again, at the same time, though, they don't, they don't have, have their have own. Yeah, it was someone else's. But yeah, up. it's like you don't have draft assets. Why are you trading for Royce O'Neal? It's like your one first yeah. round pick you had. <laughs> you gave it up for Royce O'Neal. Yeah, that one was interesting. <laughs> um, I can't handle it, man. I've I've talked so much crap on Royce O'Neal. I feel kind of bad, but like this is just absurd. He is not worth a first round pick. I think that they should just wave him and he can make his way back. <laughs> just to wave Utah. him because they just uh, traded a first round pick for him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, anyways, I think here out of all these, there's Jeremy Grant. I think Jeremy. Grant yeah, is like, pretty, is this a mo- needle mover for significant. you? I think it is. Can, well, I mean, considering how bad the Blazers were, I like this trade. Nurkic, Grant, Norman Powell, Simmons. Oh, and they Dame. don't have Powell. I, we, I, Clippers think, it's, have Powell, I think it's dude. a slight. Oh, Clippers yeah, we, have Norman Powell. Who do the who do the Port, who Josh do Blazers Hart. have? Oh, uh, <laughs> never mind then. I don't know why I was thinking Norman Powell was on. Oh, we this, traded for him in the trade team. deadline. Um, right, but yeah. right. Uh, but either either way, I mean. It's it's a good one. It's hard to say how much Jeremy Grant moves the needle for them, um, but I mean better than last year for oh, sure. Oh yeah. Well, so I guess we didn't really talk about can Jeremy Grant get then get flipped in a Kevin Durant deal. Is that something that they'd consider at this point? Throwing in Jeremy Grant with Simons and Nurkic. That's a potential package. I don't think the Nets really care much for getting. No, you Grant, don't think they, though, that but... Grant would be a interesting piece for them. I don't hmm. think so. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a maybe, good defensive player Grant, that can Grant average twenty Nurkic. points a game. I don't, I think that's pretty solid. Solid three point shooter. And they, obviously, like yeah, yeah I guess like I like still that. none of them are an all star, but it's it's better than you know giving them Simon's heart and Nurkic, you know, like or Bledsoe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah god no eric Bledsoe's awful <laughs> um yeah i mean i like this deal it makes him slightly better i think dame dame really wanted jeremy grant too so that that was a big reason why they traded for him and they got him for just one first round pick like that's a pretty good deal that's what you trade a first round yeah. pick for not royce o'neill <laughs> what's interesting though it's like i like this team had they <laughs> I don't know. It's just like that CJ McCollum deal just did not work out for them. Well, they get they got picks from all. that still. I guess they got those picks. Um, but yeah, like as, like I would have loved this team if CJ McC- CJ. Was uh, yeah, still as far here. as play- <laughs> Dame CJ Grant. Yeah, as far as players go, Nurkic. yeah, they. I Josh Hart is really the only thing that's working out for you at this point, and Hart's a solid player. Top one hundred though, right? Top one hundred. We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah versatile piece um 
the John Wall thing. John Wall signing with Love the Clippers. <clears throat> that 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 causes more rumblings to me than Grant. Yeah, Portland. going under the radar um, too with all the craziness. We get John Wall for cheap. Yeah, getting the point guard that we've been looking for for a long time. Like Reggie Jackson's mm-hmm. great and all, but I mean John Wall is a guy you can. He's just that third reliable option that you know you can count on to get you a bucket if you need one. Right, and you had a really good playmaker in John Wall that you can take. You don't have to rely on Paul George and Reggie Jackson to playmake. I mean, we know these. You know, you can you can let Paul George do what he does best, which is just solely focus on scoring the ball. <clears throat> and I think in those playoff runs. You know, part of those collapsing reasons was probably the, the lack of proper playmaking that the yeah. Clippers didn't just, you know, just didn't have on their roster if it didn't come from Paul George. And I mean, Kawhi's a great Paul uh, playmaker mm-hmm. as well, but just having that third guy who can do it a lot yeah. better, like a John Wall, I think is, yeah. is pretty good. It's going to be very, um, so I like yeah, this. Very move. interesting to see what sort of shape he comes in. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping that he's been working out this whole time that he's been taking the whole year off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's got to be healthy. Uh, so yeah, I'm just hoping he's in good basketball shape. And and outside of that, I mean, the Clippers are bracing bringing back the same team. Uh, we lost Hartenstein to the Knicks, but we brought back Batum and we brought back Coffee. So we're running it back with John Wall. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, even if you get Houston Rockets, John Wall, like those oh, yeah. games, John Wall played with Christian Wood. Um, who else was like on? Kevin Porter Jr. I, mean, I don't really know who. <laughs> Jay Sean Tate. Jr. Like John, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like having John Wall there just was a game changer for that role. Yeah. I mean, they're still a bad team, but they're not eighteen wins, twenty wins. Houston mm-hmm. Rockets, like John Wall, was able to find these guys, make the lives so much yeah. easier. Which which is the role that I picture him playing here right. with the Clippers is he has no in, pressure playmaking, yeah, mm-hmm. playmaking get hitting Zubak on the roll finding Paul George in the wings like I I really like it I think it's yeah. like, that one is has really turned the Clippers from a threat to a real problem I think oh, for yeah. defending champs like the like I'd the say Warriors. I'd say we're right behind the Warriors as far as like title favorites like I'd say we're right there with them yeah. Exactly. Um, jumping in here, free agency, the bundle of all deals that came through. A lot of them to run through, but let's start with the biggest winners, I think, here. Jalen Brunson <clears throat> has to be the biggest winner so far of day one. Got his bag. You know, all the rumors were, I mean, rumors were basically yeah. back. He gets his deal from the Knicks. Four years, one of 104 million. The Mavs countered, but, you know, Brunson stuck with his New York deal. Which is kind of crazy that the Mavs still countered. Uh, I don't know. I thought, I guess five years, one hundred six million isn't too bad. It's still but solid, but yeah, it's this, much less money per yeah. year. <laughs> uh huh. But this deal just seems crazy, <laughs> and it seems like exactly the type of deal the New York Knicks would make: overpay a kind of pretty good player, but yeah, not not great an all star. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe they think that he can become an all-star if he's the number one option on a team. Maybe the option 1A, 1B with Julius Randle. But, yeah, I mean, good for him, man. You know, he he showed up in the playoffs, and I think that was kind of like, <laughs> I want to call, call the nail in the coffin for the Knicks because they were so convinced that he could be their point guard of the future. They were willing to pay him whatever they could muster. 
Um, and he's he's a baller, man. He really is. He's 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 a great yeah. player. Obviously undersized, so that's always going to be an issue for him. But he plays much bigger than his frame actually is. So hard working, just solid ball player. Love the kid. I, I've been a fan of his since he was drafted by the by the Mavericks, and it's cool to see him get the opportunity and get get his bag, man. I mean, this is this is a huge number for this guy. And I, yeah, yeah, it's hard for me to to see a world where the Knicks don't regret paying him this much two years from now. But you know, may, maybe he'll surprise us all and, and become you know like someone that can be that dude on your team. I don't know. It will take a lot. But I'm excited to see him get the chance. Yeah. 16 points a game, four assists, um, four rebounds, 37% three-point shooting, 50% from the field. Very good numbers. But are they $100 million numbers? I mean, he made a big jump from year three to year four, 12 points a game to 16. It makes me think, like, how big, how, how large is that? curve of improvement actually go for Brunson I don't know like I don't see it touching tw- like 21 or 20 you don't think so game I don't he's gonna have so much more shots know. this is true that like, usage rate will his efficiency shoot up. will go down at the same time but his shot mm-hmm. <laughs> volume will increase a lot it's just always interesting with these guys who have big years playing next to a top three yeah. player in the or like a top five mm-hmm. player in the league like LeBron got guys so many guys paid more than oh, they needed yeah. to be. <laughs> and I feel like Luca is that player that's getting mm. a lot of these guys looking a lot better than they yeah. should. And I feel like Jalen Brunson might be that guy. Like it may look like his 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 room for improvement is huge. But I think so much of that's just because he was playing alongside Luca, who commands yeah. an entire team defense. And he's also a fantastic playmaker himself. Yeah. The only the only argument I'll make against that is that we saw Brunson be able to take over a playoff game. He scored forty True. points in one in I think game two against the Jazz. So he has mm-hmm. the potential to light it up without Luca there. Yep. <clears throat> this is true. So we'll see how that unfolds. Other winner, Blazers, they got their boys back. Anthony Simmons, four years, hundred millions. Nurkic, four years, sixty million. Not bad deals, I think, uh, considering, you know, what Brunson just signed for. I think Anthony Simmons on that point, I think, has a bigger ceiling than oh, Brunson. So I, I like this deal. Uh, I, and I like the Nurkic deal. Not too bad. Yeah, the Nurkic deal is very and good. The, That's and, a good value deal. <clears throat> yep. In the absence of options, I think these are these are good ones. Yeah, for them. I, I, I think I think it's interesting solid. that you think uh, and Fernie has a higher ceiling than Brunson. And they're both pretty similar age. They both had pretty similar production, and Fernie's taller. I guess you you can make the point that he you know he's not as much of a disadvantage on defense, but I don't know. I kind of see him in the same vein. Like I don't know what the Blazers expect to get out of this man with twenty five million dollars a year. Like I don't expect him to mm-hmm. even be as good as CJ McCollum was. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I still yeah. think it's an overpay. You still think Anthony Simmons is oh, an yeah. overpay? And if we're saying Jalen Brunson's an overpay yeah. and Fernie Simons is definitely also an overpay. Yeah, 22 versus 25. I think there's I think like, the age 
age age makes a difference here a little I bit. I, I think it. Yeah, I guess yes. Jalen, they're about the same. Uh, I should have said they have the same amount of years experience in the league. But yeah, Brunson came in as a senior. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think with Simons, it's it's hard because if you're paying a guy twenty five million dollars a year, I feel like you're kind of banking on him becoming an all star at some point in that contract. Yeah, for it to be worth, to, for it to be worth, you know, the full amount you're giving him. I just don't know if he can get there. It's yeah. hard. It, I, I know he can score, but like he's very one dimensional. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. He's young, so maybe he improves, because, but he's so he's so skinny. He's so he's so light. I don't know. Yeah, I think part of it is the factor of the age, 22 versus 25. Like, Brunts is going to play that contract out till he's 29. Uh, so it may be his biggest payday where, I guess, Simmons, You there's a chance he still he still has one more, one more set of years where he can play just as good or if not, a little slightly yeah. better. Um, so I think you're banking on that a little bit. But, I mean, nine numbers are pretty identical, like you said. <clears throat> 17 mm-hmm. versus Brunson, 16. Um, forty percent shooting versus Brunson's thirty-seven percent three-point shooting, pretty similar. Yeah, I mean, well, um, you'll see. I, so. I I'd love to be proven wrong, but I mean, up to this point, he still see, just seems like a Brandon Ingram light to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's run through some of these other guys because, uh, but I think we got to talk to oh, about yeah. this guy, <laughs> Lou <laughs> Dort. Five-year, eighty-seven point five million dollars. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe Sam Presti made. This is this a loyalty and, pay completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're Lou Dort by heavens, <laughs> yes, sign that contract. Don't think about it yeah, anymore. Seriously. But stunned that OKC offered. I thought for sure he was going to get traded last year. I was like, there's yeah. no way he's OKC is offering yeah. him an extension. Like they're going to trade him. They're going to get a, <laughs> another pick. Dude was making less than $2 million uh, no, last year. Like mm-hmm. 1.7 million. I remember that was like one of the best value contracts I've ever seen signed in the modern NBA. They got him for like four years, six million dollars. Not 60, not 16, six. Six million dollars <laughs> Lou Dort signed that contract for. And now he's going to be making triple that for the next five years. Well, that's not even the, the crazy part of his journey. The crazier part is when he first got on OKC. He was getting paid $155,000 when he played and was guarding James Harden yes. in that game seven. Yes. 155K. <laughs> to guard at the time, a top five player in the league. Yeah. And he was doing it, and he was a starter. And, and they were they so almost, close to yeah, going to the second beat round. Them. Like, yeah, because of Lou Dort. <laughs> yeah, Lou Dort. 155k. I don't even know what the percent of that would be of what Chris Paul. Oh my gosh! That was don't Chris even. Yeah. 38 million. 35 million. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Just unfathomable. So I th- I think it goes without saying we're we're both really proud of him. We're we're proud of where he's gotten to. He he took the hard road as far as the NBA is concerned, and and to get in his bag. Five years, 80, 87 yeah. and a half million is that's a huge number for Lou. Yeah. Yeah. He he earned it though. I mean, he he averaged 17 points a game last year. I, and I looked that yeah, up. No, I was he's like, a, wow. He's, he's I, a yeah, solid I NBA player. He went on a stretch where he was just 
scorching. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think he was averaging over like 25 <laughs> points a game for like a full two weeks. Like, what the heck is happening with Ludor right now? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, you look at the OKC roster, it's like, I mean, obviously, like Josh Giddy, uh, Shea Gilgis, very good players. Yeah. But the other dudes, all these other draft picks, like, not good. They're not that good. Like, I don't think Darius Baisley is nope. getting a contract. Pokashevsky, been uh, pretty bad. Yeah, Pokashevsky, Isaiah Robbie. Yeah, they're like, not going to resign him, um, I don't even think. Yeah, you what else? You got Trey, Trey Mann. He's been all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like, this is just not very impressive. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's definitely on the long term. So I honestly think Dor also got this deal just because OKC needs to meet a minimum salary <laughs> yeah, spend <right>. threshold. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're really probably not trying very hard to meet that. So you might as well just meet the minimum by rewarding one of your favorite yeah. players on the roster. And yeah. that's, I think that's hands down Dor. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's one of those deals where you're Congrats. like, yeah, OKC had to do it and they picked the right guy to give the money to. Yeah, because I think right now, as we speak, I think they still have like twenty four, oh, twenty five yeah. million no dollars in cap space. I'm sure they'll just use it to absorb some player that nobody wants to get another draft pick. I don't, I don't see yeah, them going. After, they're not going after any big free agents yet. Like I, I think they're still biding mm-hmm. their time. Yeah, exactly. So that's I think though that's that's a big winner for sure Blazers Jalen Brunson getting his money Dort. um I mean there's like a bunch of other ones here <clears throat> I think for me I mean I'll call this one the weirdest one like there's an odd mm-hmm. one Tyus Jones mm-hmm. two years 30 million dollars that one just seemed really odd to me because it they traded away DeAnthony Melton who I felt was a better player than Tyus yeah. Jones uh, and they trade him away because they didn't want to, you know, at some point offer him a deal. So they end up offering that money to Tyus Jones. $15 million to me seems like a pretty hefty chunk for this guy. Um, so it's an odd one, but I get yeah. it. I get it at some point, but at the same time, it's like, uh, <laughs> I think I would have rather given that money to the Anthony yeah, Melton. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Melton is a great player that for some reason Memphis didn't really like as much as it's. Like it seemed from the outsider's mm-hmm. perspective, like, and obviously they gave Desmond Bain the chance at the beginning of the year, and, and that worked out really well. Obviously, Desmond Bain had a great year, but then even when John Morant was hurt, DeAnthony Melton wouldn't get any more minutes. They'd just go all the Tyus mm-hmm. Jones, more to Desmond Bain, more to like John Conchar, you know, like there's just playing a bunch of random guys, and Melton would get like his 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. And he still would get multiple steals a game. Like the dude seemed to have has has great defensive instincts. And you trade him for I don't know what did they get some random dr- like draft pick in like the high teens, low twenties in a trade with the Sixers. Yeah, it was a very so great the Sixers trade. now have DeAnthony Melton. Is that who got Melton? Yeah, yeah the, the Sixers, Sixers got Melton. Melton. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. I think that's huge. Like, that's a great get for the Sixers. I mean, that's just another great defensive piece. I mean, if you want to pair him up with Thibault on the bench, like coming off the bench, those two guys, they're going to lock it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to... Basically, yeah, he was traded for Danny Green and David Ro- Rohde. Um uh, yeah, the draft pick was uh, yeah. David Rohde. I've never heard of that name before. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but back to Tyus Jones, I think this is more of an insurance pay because you've seen how 
susceptible to injury John Morant was. The way he plays. Yep. His knees just keep giving out on him. Like, if, it, if John needs to miss extended time, you want Tyus Jones there to help out. And he, he filled in very well last year. He did. I guess it's just like, what type of player do you want? Anthony Melton just seemed like so much more of a versatile he did. player. Tyus Jones, I think, is, is a slightly better playmaker. Um, very scrappy defensively, too. Um, but I mean, yeah, I thought it was just a weird it one. It was pretty clear that they made a choice between one or the other. Where they probably they could have also kept DeAnthony Melton for another year, probably yeah. Um, let him let him play out his contract instead of just giving him away. But this is sort of some of those odd things you start seeing, unfortunately, from these small market <laughs> teams that build this great core. Yeah. You know, they just have a hard time maintaining it because of luxury tax purposes, mm-hmm. etc. So I think this is unfortunately one of those situations where you just kind of made yourself a little weaker. Yeah. By while well, at the same time making your roster slightly more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean um, we we so. kind of saw them do something similar last year with Steven Adams in the Jonas Valanciunas trade. We right. thought that was kind of weird. We're like it seems like Valanciunas is better than Adams. I I don't really see the appeal. Like seemed to work out pretty well with him, but in the end Memphis actually was became a better team, so maybe we'll see the same thing this year. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe this David Roddy guy's, you know, some diamond in the rough. I don't know. Yeah. I think it just seems like a total like swap of like, you know, Danny Green's expiring deal. Then we got a little rookie that we can just keep on a a cheaper rookie deal for a while and not worry about extensions. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Any other weird ones here for you, Sean? Um, Nothing too crazy. I mean, I think it's weird that the Magic brought back Mo Bamba. I mean, you just yeah. got Paolo. You have Wendell Carter. I don't really know what, why you have Obama too. You still have Jonathan still, Isaac. Yeah. I mean, do you? I don't really know. The famous Jonathan yeah, Isaac. I don't, I don't know about that one, dude. Uh, it seems like Jonathan Isaac might never play basketball again in his life. <laughs> yeah, the most hyped, over, over hyped one-year NBA players. I mean, this dude's on like all these weird... Uh, news networks now apparently he's an nba star according to some right wing news <laughs> networks that he jumps on uh but yeah mo bamba two years 21 million that's that's pretty good money uh relative to what it seemed like people projected his market value to actually be so for the magic to pay this much to bring a guy that they may or may not really need that much does seem really mm-hmm. odd yeah and then, then i think i think Gary Harris bringing back him for 13 million a year is also just because they had extra cap space. <laughs> they just needed to sign somebody. So there you go, Gary Harris. You get to hang around for another couple of years. Yeah, because he has not had great years since he left right. Denver. Uh I don't remember what what relevance did he have last 11 points, 61 games. I guess it's that's pretty good. Whatever. 38% shooting from three. <laughs> yeah. Pretty Low tossable, volume. but Two years, 26. That's not too it's bad, fine. I guess. In this day and um, age, I guess it's fine. I just think it's a, it's a weird signing, but, you know, it's the magic. They're still going to just be developing. And then I guess another weird one is Marvin Bagley. Because mm-hmm. Detroit drafted the guy Jalen Duran that they're really excited about. And so he's going to be a big man for them. They already have Isaiah Stewart. 
They traded for Nerlens Noel, who they have no intentions of waiving, as far as we know. <laughs> and now you give Marvin Bagley this deal, and you still have Kelly Olynyk on the on the roster. As like, why do you have this logjam of centers? Like, what are you gonna do with Marvin Bagley? Like, is he even gonna get playing time? Yeah, I thought for sure they were going to sign and trade him or let him walk. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought. I thought that was the whole point of their draft pick. That that was a that's a weird one, especially. I thought if Marvin Bagley stayed, it might have been a one year deal, um, and I thought his his market value I thought would have been one or two years. So for him to actually get a three year deal, it's it is a bit surprising mm-hmm. to me. Uh, for a guy, I mean, I guess there's always hope that he's going to develop, but I could see his team taking like a one or two year deal, especially like given his his. I, can't think his value is this yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, Detroit had a great draft, and then I don't know what they've been doing since. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I got a shout out for PJ Tucker going to Philadelphia. That could be a potentially good one for them. I mean, he just keeps getting older, mm-hmm. but James Harden played with him in Houston, so that could work out really well. Um, so alongside getting him and getting Daniel House. <laughs> basically reconstructing the Houston Rockets roster. Um, yeah, it's such a Frankenstein of a team, yeah. just taking the <laughs> best pieces from the Rockets combined with the best pieces from the right. 76ers. Yeah, so that, that'll be very interesting to watch. I mean, between Harden, Tyrese Maxey, now you got P.J. Tucker along with Harris and Embiid. That's a very solid lineup. So Philly will definitely still be in contention. Yeah, the big lesson I think from PJ Tucker here is if you get really good at shooting the corner three <laughs> and rebounding the ball, you can be in the league yes. forever. Yes, yes, um, and keep collecting exactly. paychecks. It's the name of the yeah. game. Hey, he focus. took the hard road too, like Lou Dort. I mean, this guy didn't, you know, really get a lot of fanfare coming out of college, and he had to work his way through the ranks to even get to be an NBA player. And didn't really yeah, yeah become a meaningful NBA player until he, that those days with Houston. So yeah, he spent a lot of days. Yeah, in a lot Europe, of days in Europe. Think, yeah, Europe and China. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, rags to riches. Here's another one that I like: uh, Portis, mm-hmm. four years, nine million dollars. I don't know if I would have signed him for that much. No, I, for that I think long. he's worth it. It's Bobby Portis is a fan favorite. <laughs> And I like seeing this guy come on the yeah. floor. Uh, so that's a fun one to see that Bobby Potus, the posters are going to stay <laughs> in Milwaukee for a few more, for more than yes. a few years. No, that's great. I think that's a great deal. Bring back a fan favorite. And Brooke Lopez isn't getting any younger. So having a guy like Portis, who's in his prime right now, that's going to be something that keeps them relevant for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And, and you got Joe Ingles on the team. He was, you know, yep. I'm not going to rave about him. And he's coming off of a really bad injury. <laughs> but, you know, come late, later in the season, you know, that's just a guy that just a steady, steady good player you can get on the bench. I mean, their bench was pretty weak last year. So just to have him coming off the bench, I think that's a big upgrade for them. Yeah, here's, here's one to shout out. JaVale, JaVale McGee <laughs> signing three years, $20 million. His first contract, that is more than two years, since 2011 wow. since 11 years every ago contract since <laughs> every every contract since then has been a one or two year oh my deal. gosh 
is Nuggets deal two years, 76er deal two years, Dallas one year, Warrior deal was two, Laker deal was two, last year's Nuggets deal was one. That's amazing. So now his first time. <laughs> it's crazy. He's 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 hung around in the league, yeah. man, for being a guy who was sort of laughed at. 34 years old. And this guy's gonna play till he's 37. That's awesome. I mean not bad for a dude who's just a role, just a rebounder and shot blocker. Yeah, I mean, he's getting older, but we're still going to see some pretty sick highlights of Luca pick and roll with him. I feel like we're going to get some pretty <laughs> sweet alley-oop action. Yeah, I think so. I mean, career averages of 8 and 5. This goes to show you, man, if you play the role well enough, you can, you can be in this in the oh, league yeah. forever. Yeah, you just play your role. Exactly. Like you, you go through your prime, you do your thing, and then you just accept your role when you get into your mid 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other ones? Um, I think the Chris Boucher returning to Toronto on three years seems like, like, why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> three years, 35 million. Yeah, a terrible like, year last yeah, year. Like they don't, he's like basically been phased out of the roster. I don't really know why they're bringing him back. <laughs> You know, like they, they, they have Siakam healthy. They have Scotty Barnes. Like they don't need another like big forward. Uh, yeah. So I just, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's there, uh, but you know, <laughs> he's there. <laughs> yeah. It's similar to the Bobby Just seems Portis like a waste of cap space. So it's a waste more. of cap space. Like just get a minimum guy, you know, like you're not going to play Chris Boucher. Like why pay him so much? Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. Three, three years, thirty-five. Yeah. I, it's almost the same deal as Marvin Bagley. Right. Yeah, it's both crazy. those guys. It doesn't make any sense. Like two guys are just gonna get paid, you know, eleven million dollars a year to not play, which you know is not yeah. a lot of money. But like, you know, when you think about like overall cap space, you, a lot of these teams are like getting in the luxury tax and stuff. And it's like, do I want to be in a luxury tax just because I brought on Chris Boucher? You know, it's like that's not helping my team. <laughs> Yeah, especially once you already have like Siakam Barnes right. there. Like the revel the revelation of Barnes is just there's no <laughs> there's not much minutes to go give away in yeah, those Exactly. Spots. So I don't know. It's weird, but it's just yeah, there's a lot of these tiny little deals that we're just like, why? But there are no Bretons. There are no yeah. Harris. Joe yeah, Harris, I don't feel Duncan the same Robinson. about Brunson and Simons as I do about those guys. Like these guys can actually earn their like make those contracts worth it. None of those Bertons, Duncan Robinsons were ever going to work out. <laughs> those were to- truly, truly one dimensional guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the year, the, the year of outrageous signing for guys who have clipped 38% three point shooting. Yes. As we can safely say is thank over. goodness. People- <laughs> Teams learned quickly and I'm very, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I think we can probably chat about the big, the biggest losers then. Oh, let's not forget um, the super match extensions that happened today. Oh yeah. yeah, Devin Booker getting four years, two hundred twenty-four. Bradley Beal five years, two hundred fifty-one million dollars. Carl oh Anthony God. Towns four years, two twenty-four. Ja Morant five years, two thirty-one. And then to top them all off, the largest contract ever signed in NBA history. Jokic gets five years, two seventy. It's so wild. The M- I can, you know, the other day I was like, just randomly thinking of like, you know, older guys versus younger guys, like how much they hate and stuff. And then I saw a quote on Shaq about Shaq, and he was like, 
something along the lines like Rudy Gobert is getting paid over like you know 120 million dollars of course I'm gonna be bitter about that <laughs> and it's like yeah I mean the revenue and the the pay on the NBA scale has just grown so much right. exponentially we've now like crossed well over the 200 million dollar mark yeah. I mean Jokic makes sense like he's two-time, two-time MVP, MVP. Yeah. but then it's like Bradley Beal is a really good player but he's not top no. five. He's not, he's not top 10. Top 10, yeah. maybe. He's like no. top 20. Two, mm-hmm, 251. Oof. Like, it's outrageous. My man's going to get paid he's like $55 gonna be, million dollars in the last year of that deal. Yeah, like he's going to make more than uh, than LeBron and Curry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's going to probably be top five, top six pay players in the league and probably in the next two years. Uh, and then maybe other folks will surpass after that. But it's just crazy the way the market's just working in so much. It's just like timing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Bradley Beal's deal is just funny is, to yeah. me because he's, I feel like he's going to go into irrelevance <laughs> now that he's signed. Well, it's just, yeah, there's Wizards. been so much trade speculation surrounding him because like, he's got to get out of Washington. And it's like, why are you staying in Washington? And then you can point to this five year, $251 million contract. <laughs> it's wild. Insane absolutely insane but to the Shaq point i think i believe someone responded to that being like shut up Shaq, you're a billionaire <laughs> oh yeah 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 durant that yeah, was actually was from, from durant, durant who, who, who durant yeah, made that yeah. response which is true which is true but it's like bradley beal's quarter 25 percent of the way there <laughs> of one, off one of his nba contract Very true. like a guy like Shaq. <laughs> You know, we're talking about years of investing, Mm -hmm. making good investments, building up his business. Like, it wasn't just NBA money. I mean, it was a result of NBA money and good investments. But it's like Bradley Beal's 25% of the way there with (laughs) With one one contract. contract. Insane. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kat and Jaw here, this this makes total sense to me. It's just like, Mm -hmm. I think that's just what it is. Uh, Jokic makes sense. Devin Booker. Bradley Beal. Good for him, man. <laughs> Bradley Beal doesn't Good make any him. sense, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, now biggest losers of free agency day one. Got to throw mm-hmm. it out to, to my team. <laughs> I knew they were going to be on this list, even heading into this as Lakers for now. You know, if there's a Kyrie Irving trade, maybe the, maybe the needle changes. But for now, yeah, I mean, biggest losers. Yeah, we didn't even make the play-in <laughs> tournament last year. This year had no shot of making the roster any better. <laughs> Best free agent we had, uh, you know, Mikhail was Malik Monk. We had no shot of resigning him. Obviously, he took the money, uh, two years, $20 million mm-hmm. deal with the Kings. He should take that. And uh, we signed Damian Jones to two years, Lonnie Walker Jr. to one year, Troy Brown Jr. I, neither of these three guys is as good as Malik yeah. Monk. <laughs> uh, neither of these three guys is really any good. So... Just more bodies to the roster, but nothing to really move the needle. At least they're so not over 30. Still... That's true. <laughs> At least they're not over 30. And there's a slight chance that they make it. They may be better. I mean, Lonnie Walker, I guess, some points showed flashes of starter potential. Yeah. Um, but that's as good as it <laughs> yeah, got. I think that's the difference is that like at least these guys can be better than they have been in the past. Whereas everyone the Lakers had mm-hmm. last year was going to be worse than they've been in the past. So you have that right. going for you. Yeah, it's just, exactly. But I mean, it's just kind of crazy that it's like we're well into the luxury tax yeah. repeater tax territory. 
and the team was not and has not been made any better this <laughs> summer. Probably won't unless some crazy yeah. trade goes down. So gotta still cap it off to us. It's one of the biggest for losers. sure. And then I won't say you're the biggest loser, but I I'm gonna this next one also isn't the biggest loser. But the Pistons are one of the biggest losers. So after the draft, we thought they were gearing up for a big free agent signing. Everyone was saying they're targeting DeAndre Ayton with their max cap space, and they're going to offer him the max. And Kevin Durant just put a wrench in all of that. <laughs> and so now the Pistons are praying that Ayton does not get traded to the Nets or their free agent plans are completely shattered. And so then they're just stuck with all this cap space and no one to spend it on because they missed out on any of the other big name free agents that went in day one. There's a few guys left for sure, but time's running out and they got a lot of money mm-hmm. to spend and nothing to spend it on if Aiton doesn't end up on the Pistons. Yeah. What 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 a what a mess. I'm not sure I don't know what is the worst problem, I guess, being over the cap and being bad or being under the cap and being bad. I'd say I guess under the cap being bad. <laughs> I think over the cap is you're paying more money to be just as bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess right. yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. But I mean, yeah, um, that's what happens. Like you give, you end up giving a bunch of money to Marvin Bagley. You don't know what to spend it on. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta figure out a way to just barely meet the that NBA minimum cap that you all teams have to hit. Um, um, and moving on from there, and on a more serious note, probably the biggest loser of NBA free agency, and not for reasons of basketball and money. Of course, those also have a huge impact on this young man's life. But Miles Bridges um, arrested and booked um, federal felony for domestic abuse. Uh, he is now confirmed that he's been released on $130,000 bond. Um, his partner, Michelle uh, Johnson, uh, posted a very triggering photo and post really outlining everything she went through. Um, it's just very... Very, very unfortunate that things like this happen in our world. And as human beings, things like this happen, regardless of your basketball star or not. But um, it's it's just it's just a very unfortunate situation. And Miles Bridges, I think, checks the boxes here and even creates some of his own in terms of like being a big loser coming out of free agency. Obviously, there are the contract um implications that may or may not he may or may not be extended a an offer that just last week his market value was probably around 100 million to potentially a max deal um that may be gone that may be lessened but even that may not even matter just because of the character poor character awful character he he's now shown yeah, uh, I mean, this is this is such a rough segue talking about it's like this is supposed to be a really exciting day. You know, we talk about all of, like the exciting stuff about basketball, but then you get to this and it's like this is just beyond basketball. Like this is mm-hmm. a serious problem. It happens way more often than we care to admit. And this this is a young man who clearly, I don't know, by means of getting in through the wrong crowd or through uh yeah you know he needs some help obviously and it's just it's so hard to see him throw his life away like this it's so hard for him to to see him hurt this woman in such a way and I, yeah i think you, you told me you saw the instagram post too mm-hmm. that she posted and 
like great for her like so much bravery to, to post that i know a lot of people in that same situation would be really afraid to come out like that but it's just it's really hard to look at and to see mm -hmm. like this actually happened this is a real life situation where her life was basically in danger and you expose your well i don't know how young his kid was like uh, he looked like seemed like he was like two three years old it, you expose him to that sort of violence that early on and just leave that impression on him it's just it's just really traumatizing it's really just disgusting frustrating and I was a big fan of Miles Bridges before any of this came out. Like before this offseason, just seeing him on the basketball court, seeing his improvement. I picked him as a most improved player of the year. And to see him now become this is just disgusting. And mm -hmm. he is the biggest loser of free agency. He's, he's the biggest loser of the, the whole NBA right now. And, and it's it sucks that we can't talk about him in a basketball way because that's what we that's what we like to talk about. Right. We talk about basketball. But, you know, you have situations like this, you have to step outside of it a bit. Yeah, very well said. Um, I couldn't even really get through the whole post, at least not initially. It was pretty awful, pretty triggering. And I mean, it's it's easy to just read the headline that Miles Bridges got arrested and you just go, oh, well, it's just another boneheaded NBA player doing a boneheaded thing. But then you really read the details. You're like, oh, wow, this is like very serious. This is awful. Um, reflects extremely poorly on the league. Obviously miles bridges reputation is going to be tarnished and um, I don't know what's going to happen with him in terms of NBA free agency. But I think if I personally, if I was a team owner, general manager, I would stay away from miles bridges. And mm -hmm. Even if I had the money to spend and I really needed those extra five wins this year or 10 wins, whatever miles bridges could get you in it being the, the new addition, I'd go ahead and skip that and look for another great player there'll be another great player yeah out there right um, that that's the problem though right character. is that it's like there's been a precedent and it's not just with the nba but like i mean i think the nfl is a great example where you guys have been forgiven for things they should not mm -hmm. have been forgiven for at least not so easily you know like right. show me that you've improved your character show me that you are a different person before you get this opportunity like deshaun watson is obviously the one you can point to as like the easiest example. Like, mm -hmm. how does this guy get a fully guaranteed contract while in the midst of 24 civil suits against him from 24 different women just because he's good at football? Like, what, is, what does that say to like just the general population? You know, everyone mm -hmm. sees this. Every NFL fan sees this. Every NBA fan sees this. And we just turn the other cheek a lot of the time. And in this case, yeah. I think the NBA has a great opportunity to set a precedent separate from what we've seen in other sports, separate from what we've seen in the NBA before, and say this man does not deserve to play another second in the NBA until we see a character change. And that, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. This could take Miles Bridges years to, to fix what he's broken. Maybe never. Mm -hmm. And... I think that that just needs to happen. It sucks. You know, I love seeing his talent on the floor, just like anybody else, but the precedent needs to be set. Yeah, I agree wholly. And <clears throat> I hope that not only the NBA holds this man accountable, ownership do, does too. Fans, I hope fans don't really forget this type of stuff. Yeah. Like I mentioned, it's so easy for us to read the headline, forget about them a little bit. And then once, you know, they're released on bond, on bond, 
or they do their time. It's like, oh, well, they're back. You know, they just took a pause. But it wasn't just a pause, right? It's like people, yeah. they their negative actions impacted people's lives horribly. Obviously, Michelle Johnson will never be the same person after this. Her son mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I agree with you fully. And I hope I hope the NBA at the very least signals to teams like if you sign Miles Bridges, you know, he's going to lose this many X amount of games right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that yeah. number is big. I hope that number is right. At least half the year. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm going off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't done extensive. I don't even really think there's extensive historicals on how, how many, how many games a player has been suspended for, for doing something like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure either, but yeah, I know like with the Deshaun Watson case, he did get his contract, but the NFL is looking to suspend him. If Miles Bridges somehow gets an NBA deal, I really hope he doesn't this year. Honestly, I really hope he doesn't. Then you you have to suspend him. You have mm-hmm. to. Like it's just your responsibility to to set you know, the example. Like you cannot yeah. like you cannot do this. Like these guys, they make millions and millions of dollars and they think they're on top of the world and they can do whatever they want. They can have their mm-hmm. way. And it's just, it sucks when you see guys like this not have positive influences in their lives to tell them any different. Yeah. That's why I hope the NBA gets ahead of this and just signals to teams like, hey, Miles Bridges right off the bat, regardless of who signs him, is going to miss 40 games at least. Mm-hmm. At least. Whole season. And honestly. Yeah. yeah. And and that should hurt his value mm-hmm. um, at the negotiation table. And I mean, that's... <laughs> unfortunately as human beings i think that's the best way to teach somebody a lesson is you hurt their you hurt their pockets and i hope that happens for miles bridges maybe he signs a one-year deal his market value takes a hit uh and then maybe when things are better he gets the money he feels he he should he should be getting Mm -hmm. um but i think that should be dependent on what improvements in his character what improvements uh he does for his his image and for the nba's image yeah uh, it's disgusting, man. I just want to talk about <laughs> basketball with you, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we can get to that next week, and hopefully we don't hear anything more about Miles Bridges for a while, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Un- unless Miles it's Bridges. about him fixing what he's done, honestly. Yeah. I agree wholly. Uh, those were great thoughts. Thanks for your thoughts, Sean. Yeah, thank you too, man. I mean, yeah. It's it's important. It's very important to talk about it, even even in a you know not serious NBA podcast. You know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> On a lighter note, though, um, it's funny because every time I feel like free agency comes around for the last few years, I end up talking about Chris Paul being the biggest winner, or like being the biggest bulldog. <laughs> and, That's right. And just like by figuring out a way to get himself in a good situation while also getting paid very well for it. Uh, And I can't call him out specifically today. Maybe not yet, but I just realized he still may end up being the biggest winner of this free agency if Kevin Durant (laughs) does make his way to the Suns. Oh, man. You're so right. (laughs) Like, if Durant gets his way in there, Chris Paul will have a shot at another NBA title realistically better than he's had than he's ever had um right and it's all been doing things the way he wants to do them so yeah um, <laughs> that streak may not Chris be Paul over yet always wins yeah that streak <laughs> yeah. may not be over yet we may be, i still may yeah. be declaring him the biggest winner 
uh, in right. a few weeks from now. And if not, still uh, having a constellation of being on a massive contract in his late 30s is not too bad. <laughs> yeah, having Kevin Durant on your roster while you at the same time are still getting paid 36 million, like <laughs> at 37, absurd. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah. Good for you, Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all we got now, but uh, we'll keep tracking the Nets uh, and all offseason moves as we track towards the beginning of the NBA season a few months from now. So, still a lot to cover as things unfold, but thanks everybody for tuning in. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everybody.